What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. You know, God gave us a heavenly language, praying in tongues, as a gift for every believer. Uh, Jesus actually spoke about praying in tongues in John chapter 7. John chapter 7, verse 37 through 39, the Bible says, and he stood up in the great day of the feast, and he said, um, out of your belly, well, he, he said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And then it says, this spake he of the Spirit, who had not yet been given, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. One of the reasons that God sent uh, that, that Jesus said it's better that I leave is that there would be coming there would come an anointing on the eat on the inside of each believer, but God gives you your prayer language as a weapon. You probably heard some of the scriptures before about your prayer language. Jude chapter twenty, Jude chapter one, verse twenty. And ye beloved, stirring yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Paul at one point said, "I pray in tongues more than all of you." You know, if it's good enough for the apostle Paul, it's good enough for me. There's something about your prayer language that God has designed as a tool, as I would say the number one tool to get you out of the realm of the mind, out of the realm of the flesh, into the realm of the spirit, into the Holy Ghost. You know, that's the place of faith. That's the place of miracles. That's the place of walking in the spirit. So I want to encourage you today to to let this time now be a time where you, you set your heart to pray in tongues more than you ever have. Yes, have a set-aside prayer time. And I believe a lot of you do. Or you have time every day that you set aside just to pray. Pray in English and pray in tongues. If you're not praying for yourself, who's praying for you? But will you set apart time? But beyond your prayer time, that, you, that you're conscious and the Holy Spirit will remind you. I believe for many of you, the Holy Spirit's already been speaking to you about this. That when you're driving, when you're in the shower, in between things at work, that you can take time and just pray. What's happening? I'm stirring up my inner man. Among other things, I'm stirring up my inner man. So what am I doing is I'm bringing my, my spirit man to the forefront of who I am. You know, you're a spirit. You, you have a soul and you live in a body. But many people live in the carnal realm. They live in the mental realm. They live in the realm of reason. And so the things of faith are far off for them. But it really doesn't take much to get over. You know, you, you, when people, if you've gone on like, um, if you've gone on like a retreat week, like as a teenager, you go on like a camp or, you know, whatever it is, and you come back like full of the anointing, full of faith, want to serve God, love God. And then you see people a month, two months later, and they're back in their thing, some, many times back when what we're doing, hanging out with friends, not really going to church, not reading their Bible. What's the difference? It's concentrated time in the presence of God. It's, it's people get out of the realm of the mind and the things of the spirit of God become real to them. And so it's ever in front of their eyes. But then people, many people just never learned how to keep themselves in a place of faith, keep themselves over in the Holy Ghost. So your prayer language does that. You can't treat it like this is just, oh, I just have to pray my 15 minutes today and that's it. It keeps you in line with the Spirit of God. I'm going to read from Galatians to you. You know, people have, when you hear the way people pray, you, you know people don't understand what happened at redemption. 
my wife was talking to me earlier and she said, you know, what's the message that you have? She said, what's our message? If you were called to preach, what's our message? I said, well, you know, getting to do healing school, it's all one message. It's look what Jesus has already done. Look what's already yours. Look who you already are. This is how you obtain it. And, and it's this message of you've already won the victory. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. That's the message. That's the good news of the gospel. If you're sick, Jesus already paid for your healing. If you're, if you're depressed, Jesus already paid for your joy. If, if you're fearful, Jesus already paid for your freedom. And we're living for heaven, and we're here now to take this message to the world. It's, it's really the message of the gospel. And so you look, and, and this is one way that people, people pray things like, Lord, I need more love. You know, there's, there's nowhere in the Bible that it says pray for more love. Lord, I need more patience. You know, there's nowhere in the Bible it tells you to pray for more patience. Lord, I, I, I need more. I need you to heal me. The, the, you've already been healed 2,000 years ago. Romans 5.5 5 says the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. You don't need more love. The Holy Spirit himself lives on the inside of you. You need to yield to the Holy Spirit. So Galatians chapter 5, and it says, I'm going to read here um, verse 14. For the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, and he goes on. And, and so you, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against there's no such law. So what happened is when there's, there's a battle going on, when you're born again, God places on the inside of you, every one of the fruits of the spirit, love is in your heart. Joy is in your heart. Peace is in your heart. Long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Those are already in your spirit, man. They're built on the inside of the human spirit. That says there the fruit of the spirit. I heard Kenneth Sagan say, Kenneth Hagen say that that spirit shouldn't be capitalized. It shouldn't be the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's the fruit of the human spirit. But the truth, the, the recreated human spirit. But the truth is it's both because we're born of the spirit of God. So it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit inside our recreated spirit. Said all that to say, you have all the joy that you need. You have all the peace and all the faith and all the love that you need. But when you pray in tongues, you stir your inner man up where, you're, where you operate, not out of the realm of simple reason, but you stay over in the Holy Ghost. So God gives you that prayer language for your spirit man to win the battle. It goes on to say, it says, and they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So here he's giving us a lesson. How do you live in the spirit? Well, you, you keep the word of God in front of you. You know, you, you keep the things of God in front of you. You think on godly things. But then praying in tongues is a, very, is a very important way. It's something that God has given us. Jude 20 says, you beloved, stir yourselves up. So you don't stir up your faith. You stir up yourself, your inner man. So if you're in a place where you're finding faith difficult, you need your spirit man stirred up. You know, when you read the word, how many have read the word and you, and you read the word for 10, 15 minutes and you're like, I don't remember anything that I've read. It's almost like my mind is just drifted. Why is that? Because you're just reading it from like no warm up. 
So if that's the case, what do you do? I would stop and fervently pray in tongues for two, three minutes. Lord, Father, I thank you that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You read it again and it, it comes alive. Smith Wigglesworth said people, some people read the Bible in the Greek. Some people read the Bible in the Hebrew. I read the Bible in the Holy Ghost. And I like that. You read the Bible in the Holy Ghost. You get over into the realm of the Spirit. That's where you walk in love. You know, you have everything you need to walk in love, to be patient with people. You know, it's not my personality. You know, I'm just more of a, I'm kind of more of a, uh, I've got an anger problem. No, in, in the Holy Ghost, you don't. You don't have an anger problem. Your flesh has all sorts of problems, but you crucify the flesh, you put it under, and then you, and then you build up your inner man. It's like having two, two, two men. There's which one's stronger, your, your flesh, your carnal nature, or the, new, the recreated human spirit. And so God gives you your prayer language as an access point to keep you, your ear tuned into the Holy Ghost, where you're going about your day, and you can even take three minutes. I'm finding it easier than ever just to pray in public. Why? Because everyone's crazy anyway. You got masks on half the time. And then now with my son, I'll, I'll go around Costco and my son's in his cart, you know, in his, his little stroller. And all I do is I'll sing in tongues, but I'll just put it to the tune of a Disney song. Brandele borodo, brandele borondo and they just think, you know, we're in Florida. People just think, oh, there's all sorts of nationalities. You know, people don't bother you. <laughs> just pray in tongues. Refresh yourself. Isaiah twenty-eight eleven and twelve talks about it's in the Old Testament prophesying, talking about um, the heavenly language. Talk about tongues, and it says, with stammering lips have I spoken to them. It says, with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people, to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. So God gives us our prayer language to refresh ourselves, to, co to come to a rest. Yes, there's times you pray fervently and then there's an exertion. But there's times, 1 Corinthians 14, 15 says, I pray in tongues and I pray in the spirit. Excuse me, I pray in the spirit and I pray in the understanding. I pray and I sing in the spirit, I sing in the understanding. So there's times where I just sing in the spirit and I refresh myself. What do you do if you're having bad dreams a lot? What do you do if you can't sleep well? Here's what you do. First of all, you find the scripture that says he gives his beloved sleep. And you, and you memorize it and you speak it over yourself constantly. But this is also what you do. You pray in tongues five or ten minutes before you go to bed. And then take one scripture. The Bible says meditate in the word. You take day and night. You take a scripture. And then when you go to sleep, you're not letting your mind dart from thing to thing. You're thinking of one scripture. What is your scripture? Maybe it's Jude chapter 20 and 21 for today. Maybe that's the scripture you meditate on for two or three days. And you just think about the scripture. You know, the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow. If you're going to meditate on that, what, think about that. What does that mean? For you, what does it mean to be blessed and so, uh, rich and sorrow free? What does that look like for you? Where God blesses you and you have a family and everyone's healthy and you, and you have money in the bank and you have $100,000 sitting in, in a savings account and you give a $20,000 check to an evangelist and you give $100,000 to the church and you have businesses that prosper and you employ people. What does it look like to be blessed by the Lord and sorrow-free where you don't worry about bills? What does that look like? You get a clear picture and you meditate in the word. It's a, a surefire way. It may take a day, a couple days, 
you know, it may take a couple of weeks even. I don't even think it would take that long. But at some point, the devil's going to say, I'm not, I'm not keeping them up anymore. They're, they're, they're getting too much from scriptures. These scriptures are settling down into their heart. I'm not letting them. I'll let them go to sleep. You can sleep. I'm going to take this insomnia away. And, and you meditate in the word and pray, and pray in tongues. Your prayer language is a gift that God gives you to attack, to go after the things of God. It keeps your spirit man stirred up. You know, in the, in the, in the Ephesians prayers and in Colossians, it says that your spirit, that you would be strengthened in your spirit man. You know, God wants you to be at a place of strength. It, life, Christianity is not going from weakness to weakness. It's going from strength to strength. So you can equip yourself through the joy of the Lord, through praying in tongues. You know the same place prayer language t- comes from? Joy comes from. So if you say, well, I've never had the joy. It comes from the same place. The Bible says, with joy shall you draw forth water out of the wells of salvation. Isaiah 12, verse 3. With joy shall you draw forth water. That well that you've got on the inside of you is a, is a river of life when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, springing up to everlasting life. God has a river on the inside of you. Praying in tongues actually helps to unlock that river. It's like you, you let the river flow. You should let yourself go praying in tongues. If you've never prayed an hour in a row, just praying in tongues. And if you need, you need something to think about, think about scriptures, just praying in tongues. And you, beloved, stirring yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Or the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And you meditate on a scripture and pray in tongues. You should do it because you begin to unplug a well of anointing. You begin to dig deep on the inside. And that's what God's looking for. He's looking for people who flow with the anointing, who follow the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit has all the answers, everything you need, the direction in life, how to minister, how to answer when you're questioned, what to do, the Holy Spirit giving you the words to say, leading the way that you should go. A lot of that is cultivated by you praying in tongues. I had a friend call me a number of years ago, and I was talking to him about this, and he said, you know, I've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost. And he was in Miami, and I was in Tampa. And I said, well, let's pray now. And over the phone, prayed with him, and he got baptized in the Holy Ghost over the phone. God wants you filled with the Spirit. If you're not filled with the Spirit, reach out. We'll, we'll talk. We'll pray. God will fill you. It's a gift. God isn't withholding anything. He wants you filled to overflowing. More than ever, we need people, men and women, full of the power of God, full of the anointing, full of the Spirit of God who are walking in the Spirit and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh, not going through life as a Christian just trying to be a decent Christian, but just overflowing with power in life. This is what tongues are for. It's tongues to keep you following the Holy Ghost. I love you. God bless you. See you next time.